The Hershey company is trading at a PE of 20.6, which is a 22% discount based on their five-year average PE of 26.5. But is their stock price set to fall further? Today's video will be an in-depth analysis of Hershey's stock and will determine if now is an advantageous time to buy based on business operations, fundamental, and technical analysis. Let's start the analysis from the bottom up by covering business operations by segment and geography to determine how and where Hershey generates revenue. Hershey divides their revenue into three main segments. Their primary business segment by a long shot is North America Confectionery, making up 82% of revenue. If you're not familiar with the term confectionery, it is basically a euphemism for candy. This segment consists of products such as chocolate and non-chocolate candy, gum and refreshment products, protein bars, spreads, snack bites and mixes, as well as pantry and food service lines. The next largest segment is North America Salty Snacks at 10% of revenue, which includes products such as ready-to-eat popcorn, baked and trans-fat-free snacks, pretzels and other snacks, their last and smallest segment, 8% of revenue, is titled International, which covers everywhere they sell products, outside of the U.S. and Canada, which, according to their 10K, is approximately 80 countries. This segment is also their least profitable segment, having the lowest margins, and in 2020, they reported a loss in net income. We'll come back to this North American dependency later in this video as a con. Now let's cover the macro-level benefits or pros of buying into HSY. The first pro that comes to my mind is that they sell tasty and sweet products. These sweet products release dopamine in the brain, and the desire to feel that dopamine rush again is an addictive quality. This is probably why kids go so wild for candy and sweet treats. And this dopamine rush leads to return customers. Another pro is that there is such a positive association with candy. The positive association begins with children consuming the candy and continues with the parents as parents want to do sweet things for their children like buying them candy. The positive association is even built into my last sentence. Doing something nice for someone could be said as doing something sweet. One of the final pros to their business is that they change the weight of their products based on input costs. So if the price of cocoa or sugar goes up, they can better manage their profit margins by pulling either their price lever or their product size lever. This brings me to the final pro, which is that they are a high profit margin business, and they currently have around a 16% profit margin, which is amazing. This is probably due to the candy industry having very few large-scale competitors, which enables them to have pricing power. Or it could be due to the fact that most of their products are either sugar, milk, or chocolate, and the markup on price is substantial. Every business has its risks, and it's important to consider possibilities that may detriment Hershey into the future. So let's consider the macro-level cons of their business. The most obvious con in my mind is that they sell non-essential products. No one needs candy, and if the North American economy contracted enough, maybe candy would be something to cut out. Another risk, which Hershey touches on in their annual report, is the potential for widespread crop disease, which could diminish cacao supply, and Hershey states that one of their primary raw products is cacao. This potential for crop disease is exacerbated by the small region where most of the world's cacao is produced, which is West Africa, a region that produces 70% of the world's cacao. This sort of crop devastation has happened before with cacao's brother, banana, when around 1950, the Panama disease wiped out a large proportion of the world's supply of bananas, particularly the gross Michael. If this were to happen with cacao, Hershey would struggle, to say the least. The final risk is that Hershey is predominantly a North American-based company, according to revenue, which limits the potential for growth by having presence in fewer markets. Let me know if you have any macro-level cons I overlooked. 
In this section, I typically compare a business to its peers, but many of Hershey's peers are privately held, like Mars, for example. And the other large candy producers also sell common food items like Mondelez. So we're going to look at Hershey in isolation. The first metric we'll look at is revenue, since it's the foundation of a business. HSY's revenue has been extremely consistent, only having a maximum drawdown year over year of half a percent, which is amazing, but they've grown their revenue slowly at a 10-year compound annual growth rate of only 4.2%, which is a bit of a red flag, although their five-year CAGR shows some promise, having grown by 6.5%. This acceleration in revenue is likely a function of inflation and will probably continue in the short term. Here we have net income, which tells a more glamorous story than revenue, having grown by a respectable 10-year CAGR of 8.2% and an even better 5-year CAGR of 8.8%. They've even managed to turn their annual net income from hundreds of millions of dollars in 2013 to nearly $2 billion as of their trailing 12 months. We can also see that they had a meaningful slump in earnings from 2014 to 2017. Now we see free cash flow, which is a more true bottom line than net income. Their free cash flow has been fairly consistent, while growing by a modest 10-year CAGR of 6.1% and a much slower 5-year CAGR of 3.7%. This recent slowdown, again, is probably a function of adjusting the cost of operations to inflation and product pricing. Now we see shares outstanding, which I think of as a general indicator of financial wellness. Hershey has only minimally reduced their shares outstanding by a 10-year CAGR of 0.87% and a 5-year CAGR of 0.27%. Although, slow share repurchases are better than share dilution any day. Now we have cash and equivalents compared to total liabilities or total debt. I've taken their total debt and subtracted it by their cash to get a true sense of debt. Then I compared that to their trailing 12 months net income. This is where Hershey shines for its industry, having a debt-to-net income level of only 3.9 times. Just for comparison, then Nestle has current total liabilities of $106 billion, which is about 10 times their annual net income. We also see that Hershey has grown their debt quickly at a rate of 7.4% and shrunk their cash at roughly the same rate, but their debt level is still so low it really doesn't cause any concern. Here we have a collection of dividend metrics. We can see that Hershey has been a strong dividend growth stock, with a 5-year dividend CAGR of 10% and a comparable 10-year CAGR of 9.4% which is high growth for a food stock. The payout ratio has also been consistently low at a five-year average of only 48%, which has been trending down from their 10-year payout ratio of 57%. Anytime a payout ratio is trending down, this is a good sign for dividend growth investors, especially as Hershey has grown their dividend so consistently. They've also been growing their dividend for 14 consecutive years and have kept either an equal distribution to the year prior or grown that dividend for an even better 34 consecutive years. Lastly, we see that their current dividend yield is a bit low at only 2.3%, and this is only slightly above their five-year average dividend yield of 2%, or a dividend yield discount based on the five-year average of 19.5%. If we compare Hershey's dividend metrics to the consumer staple sector, which HSY trades in, HSY's starting yield is low, but their dividend growth rates are substantially higher. Furthermore, the current dividend payout ratio for the consumer staple sector is much higher than Hershey, at 65%. Although candy is not quite as essential as some of the other products and services that the consumer staple sector provides. Now I'll go over what I think of as one of the most important valuation metrics, the price to earnings ratio. Hershey is currently at a PE ratio of 20.6, which is a 22% discount to their own five-year average PE of 26.5. But a PE ratio of 20.6 isn't terribly low for their revenue and earnings growth rates. Comparing HSY's PE ratio to the consumer staples ETF, XLP, with a current P.E. ratio of 24.8,
Hershey's P-E ratio, again, is comparatively low, indicating value. In summary of the fundamental portion of this analysis, Hershey has a stable business. They have consistently grown their revenue and net income. Although their revenue growth is slow, their balance sheet is industry-leading with a debt-to-net income level of only 3.9 times. From a dividend growth perspective, they're also strong with consistent and consistently growing dividends, all while having a low payout ratio. From a valuation perspective, they're cheap compared to their own five-year average, as well as compared to the consumer staple sector. Here we see a five-year price chart for HSY, and we have a few key aspects to interpret, starting with the five-year price trend, which is consistently trending up. And over this period, HSY has had a price return of 79%, which is less than the S&P's price return of 84%, but much greater than the consumer staples ETF, XLP with a five-year price return of only 40%. Another aspect to note on this chart is the standard deviation channel, which is marked here with these three yellow lines. This is a statistical measure that determines average price for a period, indicated by the center yellow line, and we can see that HSY is far below average, roughly 26%. The next tactical pattern to look at is standard support and resistance levels. HSY has recently bounced off a critical support level around $180, and the next most likely resistance level is right around $200, which is the recent high. Another potential resistance level could also be one of the two EMA lines graphed at the blue and purple lines. Lastly, graphed at the bottom of the chart, we have the relative strength index, which is a momentum indicator. When the white line is closer to the bottom of the channel, this indicates a more favorable time to buy, and vice versa. The white line is currently at the bottom of the channel, and the indicator printed a buy signal with this green arrow. We can also see that the RSI has been fairly accurate in the past like we see in April of 2023, and somewhat accurate previous to that. In summary of the technical analysis, HSY checks pretty much every box you could hope for in order to reduce risk prior to investing or trading with the aforementioned indicators. Let me know if you're buying Hershey stock, or if you're looking for another company trading below the standard deviation and far below the five-year average PE. Check out this video. Thanks for watching. I'm not a financial advisor and this is not financial advice. This is for educational and entertainment purposes.